All right, welcome to another wonderful episode of Adulting Poorly. Uh, today, I'm actually weirdly excited about what I'm doing. I am in a loaner car while I'm getting some new shit put on mine, but this is a Prius, and I'm weirdly excited about this because I've always wanted to drive a Prius, not just ride in one, but drive one. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I think it's just one of those things like this car seems so odd to me, both in design and everything else. I wanted to physically drive it and see if it was um, in my mind as bad as I thought it would be or as good or whatever. But uh, I got to tell you, it's kind of a weird ride. So let's get started. Let me hit the button and let's go. One thing I'll tell you right out of the gate, this thing beeps more than any fucking car on the face of the earth. I'm going to put it in reverse, which by the way, is a weird, I mean very weird system. You have one shifter, and all it has on it is R, N, and D, and then to B over to the right. So you have to put it left, put it reverse, and then it just starts beeping. Why? I don't fucking know. It just has to beep. And I would say the car was uber quiet, except for that ridiculous beeping in the background. So let's get out of that. Oh, that's awful. And that's every time it goes in reverse, it does that. It doesn't do it just once. It's every time it goes in reverse. All right. So we're going to hear a lot of road noise right out of the gate because one of the things I've noticed immediately is as quiet as this car is, all you hear is exterior road noise, nothing else. But I will tell you, I immediately feel a sense of entitlement and supremacy against my my other drivers, for I, I am actually helping the environment with, with these 46 miles per gallon, you insensitive bastards, in any car that does less than that, you should be off, okay, I gotta, whoa, don't know where that came from, holy shit, uh, it does get 40 fucking six miles a gallon, that's pretty impressive, and I gotta tell you right out of the gate, the one thing this car does not have is blind spots, like, it is... 90% windows. You can literally see everything, but worse is everyone can see you. Now, hold on. I'm going to stop talking for a second. Can you hear that ticking? That horrible little ticking? That horrible little ticking is your turn signal. Yeah. Not exactly the, uh, it's not annoying by any means, but I don't know. I'd, I'd prefer there was either no sound or it was much louder. Uh, I'm going to hit the horn because I want to. Okay, two things. One, that horn right there, that takes away your, like, 10, maybe 16 punches on your man card. <laughs> there was somebody pulling out of their house, and I didn't see them, and I honked, and they just shit themselves pretty good. Because uh, apparently they thought a very angry, I don't know, otter was about to attack them, or dolphin. God, that's horrible. All right. Braking on this thing is actually ridiculously good. You barely tap the brakes and this thing comes slamming to a stop. Um, which I guess is good because if you hit anything with this, you probably fucking explode. Like, I can't imagine this is, like, crash tested very well. Uh, I'm act One of the things I'm really surprised about right away is the car itself feels much bigger when you're in it. Um... Granted, this is a, a loner, so again, there's not a lot of 
features to this car, but uh, like there's no leather interior, there's no heated seats. Um, but I mean, if it, the inside does feel bigger, I wish there was a little bit more features, but if you look at the display, which looks like an app on a phone, everything is digital. I, I don't know if having more options would be better or worse as far as that's concerned, because there's at least 22 different numbers on the dashboard right now, and the only one I recognize is the time and the miles per hour. That's about it. Everything else is just pure fucking gibberish to me. Like, there's one that says, I have a score, 87 out of 100. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but uh, that's like a B plus, solid B by by any means. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know what it means. I have no idea what it stands for. Um, maybe it's the charging. Then why would you call it a score? And now I'm hyper-focused on that, and there's no reason I should be. Okay, the the sound system in this thing is actually shitty. Uh, no, it's pretty bad. I turned it up pretty high, and um, immediately it gets crackly. I don't know if it's that's because of the speakers or because it was the radio. I didn't bother putting a CD in here because it is a loner, and again, kind of a shitbox. Um, I think every car is a shitbox until I drive it, and so... I don't care if you're driving a Rolls Royce or whatever it is. It's a shitbox until I can get in there and go, oh, this is nice. Um, oddly, this has got like one of the smallest steering wheels I've ever seen in my life. It's it's like they took one of those little pedal cars for kids, took the steering wheel out of it, and put it in here. I don't know how big the airbag could possibly be in here, but I'm guessing it's like the size of a condom, like a Magnum condom, though. But I don't think it would stop you from actually hitting the steering wheel. It would just frighten you that there's a large black man behind that. Um, the controls on the steering wheel, not bad. Maybe too many though. You've got your trip counter, the different mode selectors. Um, I'm guessing that's for your audio. And then that's just on the left-hand side. You also have your hands free for your phone. Um, on the right-hand side, you have another dial, which goes to all the settings I'm guessing on your overcomplicated dashboard. But not, not not horrible. Um, weirdly though, your uh, cruise control options are actually behind the steering wheel, which seems kind of odd. You would think between your hands-free options, you might want to be able to turn up your stereo, maybe connect to a phone call, and then having your cruise control is being one of the options that is you know, readily available, not behind the steering wheel. And for those who have never driven a Toyota, the windshield wiper system is actually in reverse. So you actually go down to turn the windshield wiper off. The windshield wiper's on, not up. If you go up, you just get that one interval wipe. All right. So we're going to drive really, really slow right now because we just got cut off by a bus. Um, a bus that I might say is destroying the environment with its diesel, not like us, when we're, we're in here in a hybrid trying to do what's right for the environment. Okay, okay. It's so easy to get self-righteous in this car. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Sorry, I don't. I really don't. And if you can hear the amount of road noise in the background with me talking at the level I am, that should probably tell you how this car feels already. I, I think they need to be a bit more insulated. I don't know if you paid for like a limited, uh, if it would have better insulation. I wouldn't imagine that it does, but maybe more comfortable seats because this is kind of like riding on, um, 
how I describe it. It's like an airplane seat, but not not first class. Like definitely you're in coach. And the person sitting next to you is a very heavy person that's asking you if you'd like some of their bucket of chicken. All right. Let's check the mirrors. Mirrors are actually tiny. Like, they're small. I I don't know how much of that has to do with aerodynamics. Um, So you can actually maintain the 46 miles to the gallon. By the way, I'm at 46.7. Just, I'm surprised that's not affecting my score or whatever that score again means. Uh, Mirrors are very small. Uh, more importantly, the rear view mirror is really small. Not just your side mirrors. The rear view seems to cover half of your view. And most of that is just the headrests and the seats behind you. Uh, you can't really see much more past that. Like, there's not a whole lot. Um, but if you were able to see past the headrests, there's actually, like, the trunk area or that hatchback has split windows so you, I mean you see again a lot this car like I said is like 90% windows even though it doesn't have a sunroof which is disappointing very very disappointing all right let's keep going here the other thing I tell you is getting that in and out of this thing it is very low to the ground like I went over a speed bump earlier and thought I was gonna jump this fucker into the stratosphere like scream America go for it. We're going to get some air out of this motherfucker. Um, but when you get out of the car, I don't know if it's easier to kneel and then stand up because trying to stand off of one leg, it's like doing this awkward body weight squat motion where, and it, I don't know, my left knee wouldn't survive two weeks in this car. Let's put it that way. Uh, or I'd have one really, really buff leg and the other one would be like, it been in a cast for years or something. Um, but right now, not exactly if you're, if you're a taller person, I don't know if I would suggest buying this car, um, unless you're able to, like, every time you get out of the car, you're sliding your seat all the way back, and you're turning both legs out to stand up together, even that would be, like, a hard, like, it'd be hard on your legs, I don't know if you can hear this next to me, like, this also goes to the sound proofing, but that's just a truck next to me. Uh, very loud. Not a lot of soundproofing in this car. Which, I mean, again, it's a smaller car. I get that. But I'd still expect a little bit more from Toyota, especially given how much these things cost. Uh, not to mention also that we have a RAV4 and a 4Runner, and both of those are a lot quieter than this car. Um, I would expect that this would be comparable to the RAV4 as far as performance and, you know, how quiet it is, but it is not. Alright, what else do we got here? Convenience-wise, it's got, like, three, four cup holders in the front. Um, Because, you know, I like to party. I like to drink multiple drinks while I'm on the road. Uh, You know, because that's how just how I roll. I want to be able to get my coffee and my water, and then by the time I get to my destination, I want to pee for 35 minutes straight. But not bad. Um, It's got this weird, like, flat, uh, I want to say, like, wallet holder where your phone goes. Um, It's nice to have that much space there, but it'd be great if I had a wireless, you know, charging station there. Uh, It has the space for it. Um, 
again, base model. I don't know if that's something that's available in a more expensive model. It's just not available in this one. Uh, what's funny to me is that the different drive modes that are available on this car, like you can go, oh, power mode, eco mode. It's a fucking hybrid, isn't? Isn't everything you do eco mode? Come on, that should just be the like car mode, and then normal. Ooh, power mode. I'm gonna try power mode. I feel, I feel saucy. Everyone should hang on for this. Oh shit! Oh my god! It takes off exactly the same way as it did before. Oh, you're the engine rev now. Yeah, it's fucking race mode is what that is. Yeah, Prius Street Racer coming to you live in downtown Woodenville, Washington. There's that horrible tick-tocking again. Alright. We are going to go into this store to see if they have a lamp for my lovely wife. And then I'm also going to see how much trunk space this mother's got. Like, can I fit a lamp in here? Am I going to have to ship it to my house that's a couple miles away? Am I going to have to pick it up later? I, uh, I, I don't, I just, I just don't know. I don't know what I don't know. All right. With that being said, I'm going to stop this broadcast and restart it here shortly. All right, to spare you from the beeping. Actually, I won't spare you from the beeping. Somebody just pulled in. Here it goes again. That's not annoying at all. Every time you go in reverse... You have to deal with this. Not that there's somebody behind you, because it doesn't have that kind of sensor system built in. It's just, just beeps like that every time. All right, so home goods, which had no goods for my home, um, did not have a lamp, which is probably okay, because when I pop the trunk to look at it, there's probably enough space to put a lamp in there but it looks like somebody murdered a chinchilla back there, so glad I didn't find a lamp, because there's hair fucking everywhere. All right, here we go. Over a speed bump. Ah, that feels like you're bottoming out every time. Like, there's not a lot of cushion there. Just, just feel like I'm dying every time. Just slamming me right in the keister. Again, though, this is a loner car, so I don't know how many people have hit speed bumps at 35 trying to catch some air. That's what I would do. All right. Let us keep going. Now we're in eco mode. And I got to tell you right now, eco mode is smooth as a motherfucker. Samuel L. Jackson drives in eco mode. That's how smooth this shit is. All right. Some other weird things kind of about this car. Uh, besides the different drive modes, uh, there is no auto start again. I'm on the ship box model. So the odds that it has, that is a feature. You know, could be... Oh, eco mode was just deactivated for excessive speed. I'm going 22 miles an hour. That cannot be excessive speed. How many speed limits are below 25? So when do you get to use eco mode? When you're in a parking lot? So I get like two minutes of eco mode, then fucking back to normal? That seems really odd and useless. Sorry to just zig really hard, but that's what happened. Um, okay. It uh, doesn't have an automatic trunk, which makes, I think might make sense just because of the weight of the hatch itself. I mean, it's relatively big. I can imagine pushing that 
multiple tiers of glass up would take a significant motor, which may not make it worth it. Um, what else? Uh, yeah. Again, not comfortable. I had a hard time like crouching to get back in. Again, if you have knees or back issues, this is not the car for you. Um, oh, and to back up real quick. So if somebody is asking you as you're leaving a store, did you find everything okay? And you're not actually purchasing anything or carrying anything, are they trying to imply that you're stealing or are they just fucking stupid? Because that just happened. And I just looked at my hands and went, nope, I did not find everything okay. And just kept walking out the door. Uh, what, what else do you want me to say in that situation? No, I found exactly what I was looking for. I just chose not to buy it from you fuckers. Because no one asked me for help when I needed it the most. Anyway, back to the car. So, all in all, I mean, it's not, not a bad ride. I think for the cost, though, I, I kind of throw my hands up like, I could it? If you need 46 to 50 miles per gallon based on your commute, or you're definitely one of those people that is environment first, which I appreciate because I'm not, then yes, I can totally see purchasing this vehicle, but there's got to be some comfort improvements before I would buy it. I need better seats. I need lower lumbar support, heated seats, um, love heated steering wheel, maybe windshield wipers, and yes, those exist, I have them on my other car, uh, a better explanation of what all these fucking dots and doohickeys and gizmos and wing bang, wing things that are on here would be great, I'm guessing if you actually purchased the car though, they would go through that one by one, um, much better sound system, and more leg room for the back seat, there is no leg room whatsoever, I couldn't imagine putting Olivia in this car, let alone just, you know, having an adult in this car. Uh, also, I have no idea how much you can hear right now with the amount of road noise, road noise this thing is putting off. Uh, but that's that's my review. I, again, one of the, astonished about how well this thing picks up because it is a single gear car. Uh, other than that, I can't... I, couldn't tell you that I would buy this, but I could see somebody else that might want it. I know this has a target audience, or they wouldn't continue making this car, and there wouldn't be thousands of them on the road. Um, so I'm going to stop this, and then we will continue when we get back to the house, and I'm going to go into a few other wonderful things that have happened through this week, like The Bachelor has returned. We haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about the Seahawks loss yet. Uh, and then we haven't talked about homemade uh, bolognese, which I did this week as well. So I'm stopping, and we'll get back on this here momentarily. All right, we're back. We're back in a normal sound setting, too. No weird background noise, except for now the echo of being in the kitchen. But other than that, nothing. So let's start with The Bachelor. Um, actually, no, let me back up real quick. One of the things I didn't cover as far as the car is concerned, so it steers and handles pretty well, um, which makes sense because you're essentially driving a go-kart and it kind of feels that way as far as your ability to turn. Um, but very stiff, spirit, uh, stiff steering, uh, impressed by that in the very least. All right, moving along. The Bachelor. The Bachelor's back! 
Crazy Lady TV is my favorite fucking thing on the face of the earth because it is so ironic to watch these women competing for this one man's attention and affection and they get mad at each other for dating the same guy or playing games. It's a fucking game show essentially where at the end of it you might marry a guy after dating him for weeks. It's a fucking insane concept. The people that are on there, I'm... Already, you have to look at them and go, why are you here? 90% of them, I'm like, why are you even on this show? You seem like a normal person. And then two drinks later, I'm like, oh, I totally get it. You're fucking crazy. All of them, crazy. And Colton, the dude, crazy as well. I can't imagine putting myself through this once, twice, now a third time. And you're going to be dating 30 different women who... All are going to be crazy. You're going to send the normal ones home because you don't understand that they're normal. uh, Because they're not outgoing. They're not walking around in skimpy outfits. They're not doing things to make sure all the attention is on them. So you're going to send the normal ones home, keep the crazy ones here. And then you're going to pick the craziest at the end of this. And that is going to be the person that you are going to spend the rest of your life with, or at least until you find somebody else. Um, My guess on this already is that we will get to the end. He will propose to somebody, and then he will wind up breaking up with them. They will not get married, and he will land himself on Hump Hump Island again, which, by the way, is Bachelor in Paradise. I call it Hump Hump Island because that's all that happens. And you'll be going through this cycle one more time. It'll just be this. It'll be the Colton show now. It'll no longer be The Bachelor. If you have sons or daughters, let them watch this show. I think it is the greatest training method on the face of the earth to say things like, do not be this person. Do not act like this person. That person is obviously crazy and here's what's wrong with them. I honestly, if there was more people trying to point out these behaviors, then I think you would have at least people that are more self-aware of the fact that they are fucking crazy. Not that everyone else has a problem in the world. If everyone else has a problem with you, you are the problem. Does that make sense? I mean, it seems it seems like basic, like something basic, but. A lot of people struggle with this concept. So if everyone has a problem with you, you're the only constant for everyone else's issue. That means it's you. And all of these people wind up on this fucking show and it's amazeballs. All right. Here's one of the things, though, that really gets me on this show is when people are sent home early. Um, I, I just try to put myself like in that... Those shoes, like when you go home, how does that feel when you're gone for two weeks and you come back to your family and your friends and you're like, so what happened? Oh, you know, I was doing the show and, you know, he just, um, he just, he didn't see a future with me, so he sent me home. And then you're, like, you have to, that's your, 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 your 15 minutes of fame for the next year until... The next season comes out is people asking you 
why you got sent home so soon. Then they watch the show. They see you on the show. Now, you could be one of those normal people that I spoke of earlier, or you could be a complete and total fucking head case. The world now sees it. I just, oh, I can't imagine being one of those people. I just can't. I'm sorry. It just, it blows me away. But I think just the the idea of having to explain why you didn't, Get, find your way to the end or didn't make it to the fantasy suite or whatever, wherever you got sent home. Or you're one of those people that has to go on a two, a double date, and one of you's being sent home because you obviously have a problem with another person in the house and they're going to send you the fuck home afterwards. Um, I, I just, I, oh, and I, unfortunately, I eat this shit up too. Like, just in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's so awful for them. Oh my God. Oh, I get tingles thinking about it. Anyway, um... One of the things that keeps popping up, though, during this show is one fucking commercial that I watch and I almost throw up every time I see it. It's the fucking Hidden Valley Ranch commercial. First, ranch dressing doesn't go on everything. It goes on, like, three things tops. I know I'm offending a lot of people by saying that because some people live or die by it. But the commercial where this stupid bitch brings a fucking bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch to the airport... And when they tell her that it's too much and she starts drinking it, I want to throw up, like, fucking immediately I want to start just, barf bag, give it to me. Um, Just so bad, so gross. And also, where the fuck are you going that there's no Hidden Valley Ranch? Where are you traveling to? Apparently domestically, because you have a small bag. Where are you going that there is no Hidden Valley Ranch? What is wrong with you that you're so worried that your ranch dressing is not going to be available? You back fucking pig. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Sorry. That's all I have for <clears throat> Hidden Valley Ranch and the Bachelor. All right. Moving along. This week, I made a wonderful bolognese sauce, but then I cheated on the pasta. I was going to make homemade pasta. Um, I've only done that. Once before, it was years ago, and it didn't really turn out that great. Um, and I didn't want to do that this week on a jiu-jitsu day. I know that sounds weird, but it's like, get girl from school, come home, make snack, go to jiu-jitsu, make dinner. I didn't want to try to throw in homemade pasta at the same time. Um, but the bolognese, super simple to make. Anybody can do it, uh, especially if I did it, anybody can do it. But you start with a really good Italian sausage. I would go with one that is not cased. I would do one that is just like a flat sheet almost of sausage. I used turkey sausage to cut down on the fat um, because I'm fat. So I got to cut out where I can. Not to mention, I know if I use really good sausage, it's a fatty sausage. I'm going to add cheese. And then there's the pasta component. I'm going to eat twice as much that I should, and it's just, it's an add-on. So for me, I used a good turkey sausage, Italian turkey sausage, high in fennel, um, so really good flavor components to it. And what I do is I start with my pot and also a pan, and in my pot, I take crushed garlic, super simple to do, just get out like 10 cloves of garlic, larger cloves. Put the flat part of the knife down, smash that mother, chop it up, move it to the side, continue 10 different times. Dice up some onions. I used a red onion for this one. Uh, I'd like the flavor component better that one. There's a bit more acid to it than I think than your, like a yellow or white onion. Finally dice that up. 
Uh, a little bit of olive oil in the pan, lower heat so you don't burn your um, garlic. I did that on accident. I had the heat too high. I pulled the pan off of the um, stove, threw some olive oil in there, threw the garlic in, it started smoking nearly immediately. Had to scoop it out and start over, which meant smashing garlic again the whole bit. But um, lower heat, pour in a little bit of olive oil, like two teaspoons. Throw in your garlic and your onions to let them sit there and simmer till it becomes translucent. At that point, a lot of people don't do this. This is my thing. At that point, I add in um, my salt, my pepper. This is to taste. I also put in garlic and onion powder just because I really want to punch up those flavors. Um, and then once that simmers down, spin it around a bit. I get a can of crushed uh, San Marzano tomatoes. They're my favorite tomatoes. Uh, they have a very bright flavor to them where I think like a Hunt's or something else doesn't. Like they're very mellowed, almost like they took bad or not ripe tomatoes and made sauce out of them. These are very bright. They have a lot of, um, like, I don't know a better way to say it, but tomato flavor, but also on that kind of higher acid end of it. Um, dump that in there, mix it. So again, stirring really well. At the same time, I'm taking out my uh, sausage, putting it in a pan, and starting to brown that up. Um, when you get that kind of that flat square sausage, you want to definitely take your, while it's browning, you want to chop it up, not leave it as a whole chunk. I saw somebody do that, and I was like, what was your expectation? How was that supposed to get on noodles later? So definitely chop that up as you're going with your spatula. Get it brown. You really want to get it almost all the way cooked before you add it to your sauce. At this point, though, I'm turning my sauce up a little bit so it's on medium heat. Just because I want to get those flavors cooking, I want to get them mixing up pretty well together. And then once the sausage is browned and I think cooked pretty thoroughly, I'm going to turn the heat down on my sauce to simmer or low. And then I'm going to add my sausage in there after I drain the fat out of it. You can leave some of the fat in. It just adds to the flavor. Um, I left a little bit of the fat in because I do. I want that additional flavor. I want that additional fat. I think it coats the mouth better once you're eating it. So I dump that in there, put it on low heat, cover it, and just stir it every once in a while because it's going to be sitting there for the next two hours. And yeah, I let it sit for two hours while I made it. Uh, about 20 minutes before I'm getting ready to serve, I threw chicken stock into a pot with about one to two cups of water just to fill it out and then put in a pound of rigatoni. Uh, let that come to a boil. Actually, I let the, the water come to a boil, water and chicken stock come to a boil. Then I added in the rigatoni, a little bit of olive oil, but no salt because I actually had chicken stock in there. Had I done this just with water, then I would have added chicken or uh, I would have added a ton of salt into it to like that, get that water like it's sea salt almost or seawater. Um, then cook that for 12 minutes until it's toothy. Like take one of the noodles out, it's toothy, but not uh, not soft or hard. So it's, there should be a little bit of bite to it or it should be pushing a little bit back on you. Uh, you shouldn't just be able to bite straight through. It's like it's like literally a soggy noodle. There's got to be a little bit of bite to it just because you're going to add it to the sauce and it's going to cook down a little bit more. Um, so before you dump out your pasta water, take a ladle and take two scoops from the ladle and dump 
that water, that pasta water, into your sauce. You do that because there's a whole bunch of starch and flavor in that water that you're going to move over into your um, your sauce. And what that does is it helps it adhere to the noodles better. And I'll tell you why that's important here in a minute. So, dump that into your sauce. Mix that motherfucker up. Then take your noodles, strain those out. Toss them a couple of times to get all that water out of there. Uh, because again, you've, you've taken water and you've added it to the sauce already. Now... You take your noodles and you dump it in the pot of sauce and slowly mix, fold those in together, almost like you're making cookies or baking. Just slowly fold that in there and let it sit and just kind of adhere to the noodles. Let that sauce just adhere to it. While you're doing that, this is a good time to take some flat leaf parsley, chop it up fairly finely, and then also get some Parmesan, grade that shit into a bowl. Because those are going on top. Now you can add Parmesan to your sauce. I see this done a lot. You add it to your sauce just to thicken it up a bit. And also gives it another another additional flavor like profile as you're going through. It adds to it. I don't do that just because I'm going to add it at the end anyway. Um, and again, going back to that whole I need to eat less fat thing. That adds to it. Because I would add a cup of Parmesan and then add a cup of Parmesan on top of it. Because I'm a disgusting pig. Anyway. So... Once you get ready to serve, you can do this two different ways. Um, you can either do this like right on the bowl or, or into a bowl, or you can do it um, at a plate. I really wish we had pasta bowls, which look like a plate with a bigger lip on them, uh, just because presentation-wise it looks better. But take a couple of scoops, put it kind of in the center so it makes a bit of a mound. Then you take your flat leaf parsley, or I'm sorry, you take your Parmesan, dust it over the top of that, to where you like it to taste. And then take your um, flat leaf parsley and go over the top of that just so it just kind of sits nice on top and it gives it kind of that, it's an herb flavor at the beginning of it with each bite that's again brightens it up a bit. Um, and then serve. I serve mine with, you know, a giant chunk of rustic bread so you can dip when you're done or take your fork and slam it into that fucker and go that way, but I like to have something at the end of it to clean the plate with and get the rest of that sauce. And also, if you have that bread while you're making your sauce, you can dip the bread in the sauce and take a bite and see where you're at and see if you need to add salt or pepper or anything else as you go. I think it's a wonderful way to get fat. It's a fucking amazing way to get fat. And if you're looking for dessert, there's nothing better than like a palate cleansing gelato to go on top of this. I would say like if you wanted to go with like a raspberry gelato or more of a lemon sorbet, those are both good. Um, I like to end it with a chocolate gelato just because I think that's a good flavor profile all the way through. And if you're drinking a good red wine with this, um, like a Syrah or a Cabernet, then that plays well with not only your dinner, but it plays well with your dessert as well. Like that's for me very important. All right. That is it for me this week. Um, next week will probably be a bit delayed. There's a fight this weekend that I'm probably going to talk about. The shutdown I want to talk about a bit more, but I want to get my buddy on the line as well, just so I can get his feedback. Um, and then lastly, I'll be going to, uh, a wedding in a tropical island. Uh, and I'll be talking about that. Actually, that's later in February. Sorry. Um, and I'll talk to you guys about that. Once that hits. Alright, if you have any suggestions or anything that you would like me to do, say, or talk about, please let me know. uh, And I'll do any of that. I have fun with it.
All right, guys, I will talk to you later.